वाइन स्टूडियो In spiritual life the following things are very very important enthusiasm conviction being straight forward not doing anything underhand following rules and regulations being association of saintly people This is episode number 120 of the inspiring talk with Shridhar Venkat Welcome guys to the inspiring talk. My name is Vijay Gautam. I'm your host for this show. Each week I interview today's most successful and inspiring personalities to help you realize your inner potential. In this episode of the inspiring talk, I speak with Sridhar Venkat. Shridhar is the CEO of the Akshay Patra Foundation, a non-profit organization that provides midday meals to children. Before lockdown, they were feeding 1.8 million children in different schools across the country. The foundation aims to take that number to 5 million by 2025. The man leading this foundation, Shridhar, worked with multinational companies like Philips, ABB, and Webex in the past. In the quest to search for his purpose in life, he ended up quitting his corporate career and take a plunge into non-profit. In our conversation today, we discuss Shridhar's childhood dream to serve the country, how spirituality has helped him become a better leader, and we also try to bust some myths around non-profits. My attempt with this show is to expose you to different success templates people have followed in their life. and in this episode i try to decode shridhar's template without further ado let's jump in shridhar thank you so much for joining me thank you vijay pleasure joining you shridhar you come from nagpur from an average middle class family uh, you were four siblings and you know you your father worked as a clerk in a government setup um so how was it like growing up in nagpur um what were your dreams as a as a child i was on the great place to live in india is nagpur so my childhood was very good uh, great memories began uh, as as you rightly mentioned i came from a middle class average middle class background we were four siblings and um, father was in a clerical order uh, in government undertaking so my growing up years were a lot of fun a lot of middle class fun i would say and uh, we uh, enjoyed every bit of it and mm-hmm. uh, i learned a lot anything that uh, stands out particularly when you look back today so you know things like you know playing marbles with friends or uh, playing cards with family or you know going out for movies or uh, getting drenched in rain you know the second tier city uh, the flavor of uh, a city like that is 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 very uh, memorable you don't forget it um, and the quality of people in nagpur is amazing very hospitable hospitable and very lively and uh, very friendly kind of people so i have great memories so mm-hmm. my growing up years were very good i, I learned a lot of values during my growing up years uh, from my parents that uh, really helped me in my career journey as well 
And I also learned the courage of a young boy from my mother. Mm-hmm. So what were your dreams, uh, you know, when we were growing up as a kid? What was, and oftentimes, you know, when I'm sharing about my own story, I kind of say that, you know, there was my own dream, the dream that I had for myself. And then eventually later when I was in eighth, ninth standard, then there was a dream, other other dream that was kind of instilled in me, uh, you know, by my family and, you know, people around me. Then, you know, that was kind of an acquired dream, not my own dream, right? So uh, what was your dream? Uh, and was it your own dream or was it something that was acquired dream? I would love to know. And uh, there's a reason why I'm asking about your dream. I will talk about later, but I would love to know, uh, so, you know what your dream was. So school days, uh, Vijay, it was just fun. I didn't have any dream. It was just enjoying. It was just enjoying. And uh, whatever ups and downs were there, we were just taking it in stride. But when I went to college, my engineering college, I, I think the dream started concretizing. I would say I started getting direction. I started introspecting uh, what I'm good at, what I need to do, what I'm not good at. In fact, I realized what I'm not good at okay, in college days. And uh, when it comes to dreams, I wanted to do something for our country, something meaningful. So, so during engineering college days, uh, we had... Um, interview from Indian Navy. So I had applied for it and got shortlisted. So one, the, the interviewer asked me a question, uh, Sridhar, why you want to join the Indian Navy? Mm-hmm. So I told him, sir, marne ke pehle kuch karke marna. I don't want to mm-hmm. you know, just like that die. I want to do something meaningful for this nation and then die. Mm-hmm. So I think I was a patriotic person. I'm a patriotic person, want to do something for our nation, great nation. That was a dream I had uh, those days. And I think Akshay Patra has given me a great platform to fulfill that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you mentioned that you're patriotic and, uh, you know, the feeling that, you know, you kind of uh, even sat on the Navy, uh, you know, interview. And the whole thing about the the inspiration to serve to the country, or I want to do something uh, for my country. And that's thinking beyond yourself. That's thinking not only for yourself, but for the country, right? And while a lot of people may say that, you know, um, you know, I want to do something for someone else or maybe for the country or maybe, you know, um, as we call keypad or keyboard warriors that we have who are all patriotic on the behind the screens. Uh, but very few actually go out and actually pursue that. Right. So what was that inspiration for you? Where was that kind of seed was planted on your head that, hey, you know what, I need to do something. Did you were you exposed to army or were you exposed to, uh, you know, the people who were serving the country? This is what this inspiration came from reading and looking at army men, uh, uh, watching shows, uh, which are, uh, and movies, which are, of course, patriotic. Okay, so these things really inspired me. And uh, I always had, uh, uh, you know, I was in awe of the army uniform, of the naval uniform, the air force uniform. Okay. And uh, uh, one thing that uh, struck me when, when I, I used to look at armed forces was the courage and conviction uh, which they had. So that was something which aligned with my own values, which I was taught as a youngster by my mother. Uh, so I, uh, I felt that probably I'll be able to contribute to this great nation. Mm-hmm. But the story goes that my mother didn't allow me to join the Navy. <laughs> and I, yeah. I, I went ahead and pursued my corporate life. 
So the other question that I had for you was uh, the values that you have learned from your mother. And you said, you know, courage and conviction is uh, two of the values that you kind of picked up from your mother. Is there any instances that you kind of remember or maybe, uh, you know, something that she did herself by looking at her, you kind of picked those up? Because when I look at, you know, look at my own life, right? So um, the lesson that I have picked, one of the biggest lessons that I picked from my own father is um, try and do everything to the, you know, to the best of your capability, right? So to the best that you can do. And he's, um, he's someone like who, kind of puts everything in his power to do things. And that is something that I've kind of picked and learned from my father. He never told me that, you know, you do it this way. This is just merely by watching him do things throughout his life, right? So um, so how, you know, you kind of picked those values from your uh, mother? So my mother uh, had her own struggles in life and uh, she was, uh, she's just ninth grade educated. But few things which I have learned from her and from her, the way she taught me. We had three brothers and have a sister. So she used to tell us that the guys at home, the boys at home, and I have, I have heard this very distinctly, I remember very clearly. She used to say that uh, boys never get into a fight. You should not instigate a fight. You should never get into a fight. But if you are invited to a fight, that means you are pushed into a corner. Then you need to fight to finish it. So that was that. That was, I think, probably instilling the army uh, ideology in me. Okay. Uh, so that was one. Second, she used to tell the courage. You guys should have so much courage that if you see a crawling snake, you should have guts to stamp on it and kill it. So she used to say, especially for boys that uh, you, you should be courageous, you, know, you should be fearless, and face uh, whatever situation over there. And I also learned a lot of patience from her vision. Uh, so even in Akshay Padra today, we had some tough times in the past and even recently. Patience, uh, I, I think uh, I picked it up from her, and that has really, really helped me. And uh, patience. Another thing which I learned from her uh, growing up, uh, Vijay, is respect. You know, respecting others, talking in a manner which is uh, respectful to others, irrespective of their uh, social strata, social socioeconomic strata, whomsoever he or she may be. Uh, being respectful is what I learned. Great. So, um, you know, those were really uh, beautiful lessons there. Patience, courage, conviction, respect, a really powerful lessons there. And I'm sure, you know, uh, a lot of those lessons help you today in uh, what you do. Um, and before we jump in there, and you have like worked in, uh, you know, organizations, for-profit organizations like, you know, uh, WebEx and so on and so forth in the senior leadership position. Uh, but then you, you know, kind of moved to join this non-profit organization, Akshipatra, uh, some 15 years ago. Yeah, business. Yeah, 15 years ago, still the 16th year of working in Akshipatra. Yeah. So what was that uh, inspiration that, you know, um, so obviously that one seed was, uh, you know, already uh, was always there with you, which is like, I want to do something for the country. But, uh, you know, I'd love to uh, know more about the story of you, you know, taking up on the taking up this role at Akshapatra and uh, taking it to where it is today. So, Vijay, uh, after uh, I had that uh, uh, the dream of doing something for the country, I started evolving also as a person. 
uh, I realized that uh, patriotism is very good, but there is something beyond it. So that's that's when I started uh, venturing in the uh, on the spiritual uh, front, and uh, we had uh, an Iskon temple near our home, and uh, I used to frequent there. Akshay Patra, as you know, is an Iskon Bangalore initiative. It was born uh, in the Iskon campus in Bangalore in Rajajinagar. So I used to closely interact with the current chairman, Sri Madhupandit Dasa, and who's also the current uh, president of Iskon Bangalore. And uh, he has guided me a lot on the spiritual front. And uh, I, I also realized that uh, I can definitely dovetail what I want to do for the country uh, along with my spiritual pursuits. And I, I started volunteering for ISKCON, uh, volunteering a little bit on the Akshay Patra front. So then I got an opportunity to work uh, abroad. Uh, so I went there on a pre-employment visit. And somehow I didn't like the place. I didn't like the culture, the money and all was there. So I had another opportunity to lead a company in India. And uh, I was in the transition period. I didn't accept that uh, overseas employment. I was in transition period. And I stayed at the Iskon Bangalore guest house. And that's when uh, the current chairman and the president of Iskon Bangalore, uh, chairman of Akshay Patan, president of Iskon Bangalore, he called me at his office and he said, Shri, what are you doing? So I told him I'm the transition from one company to another. So he told me, Shri, why are you building empires for others? Why don't you build for these children? In fact, he said, why don't you build for Krishna's children? So that was like a moment of calling for me. And uh, it took uh, probably a minute for me to say yes. I didn't think much. It was like you know, everything coming true, uh, coming together to, to get me in the direction of where I wanted to head. Because I was also looking for purpose in life. Uh, corporates uh, and had my own share of uh, you know, successes and uh, happiness. But uh, I, I was looking for purpose in life. So uh, patriotism to then to purpose. I felt all this uh, came together when Sri Madhupandit Dasa, Madhupandit Prabhu asked me this question of uh, why are you building empires for others? Why don't you build empires for these children? So that was like a moment of calling and I decided to quit corporate life and join him, join Akshay Patra uh, in the year 2006, January. It has been a fantastic journey, very satisfying journey uh, for the last 15 years. And, and I'm be thankful to Sri Madhupandidasa on this one. So when you were joining Akshay Patra, there's this interesting um, you know, thing that your wife t- uh, said to you, which you have mentioned in the other interview, is like, Sridhar, I love you, but I can't Could you explain what that was and, uh, you know, uh, and, and what she actually meant, uh, you know, with that statement. So Jyoti has had, Jyoti is my wife's name, and she has had a phenomenal influence on my life. And she has been a sheet anchor support, and she has, she has stood behind me in good and bad times, and uh, always been supportive, very encouraging. So I also owe a lot of what I have achieved, at least at, at, a, at a very transactional level, at a material level, uh, to the support which she has uh, given. So when I got this opportunity, she was not there when Madhu Pandit Prabhu offered this uh, job to me. So I called her up and told her this, and she obviously mentioned this dialogue that you just told. 
So what she basically meant was, uh, you see, we have a child, okay? It's very, she knew that I'm, I'm spiritually oriented and I have my fun side and uh, I have my own ways of doing things. Uh, but she wanted to make sure that at least like, it won't be an uh, issue like. So like typical mother, typical wife, you know, caring person, very caring lady. So this, this was basically her concern that, that if this man is going to leave everything and uh, join Akshay Patra to become a monk. <laughs> yeah, and uh, this brings me to the interesting point that a lot of people, when uh, it comes to join an NGO or, you know, work for non-profit, you know, think that, you know, it, it's like putting everything to serve others and there is nothing uh, in for them. Like, how that usually works. And I'm sure a lot of young people listening to this right now may have this perception that if I work for non-profit or if I work for NGO, then, you know, my basic things or, you know, the basic requirements of my life are not usually fulfilled. How is it like? How does that work? If you can give some sense, you know, for the young people who might be looking at working in the non-profit sector. I don't differentiate between a not-for-profit and a for-profit so much. In fact, that's the way we have, I have personally tried to work in Akshay Patra. That's the way we have built our teams. If you look at my core team members, they all come from for-profits. Legal entity-wise, they may be a not-for-profit. The work-wise, we are like a for-profit or maybe better than for-profit in certain areas. Uh, core of Akshay Patra is passion and compassion. Actually, Akshay Patra was formed uh, with the story of compassion. Actually. So coming back to your question, I'm of the view, uh, Vijay, uh, you know, if you look at Maslow's hierarchy also, extremely, extremely important, whether you are in for-profit or not for-profit, fundamental needs have been taken care of. If you want to save someone who's drowning, you need to be in a place which is secure. Uh, so it's extremely important. I'm not saying you need to be lavish, but, uh, and lead a very uh, ostentatious kind of a lifestyle. But the fundamental needs, the small uh, uh, pleasures and happiness of life, should be taken care of. And that's what we have also ensured in Akshay Patra. Uh, we may not be paying market salaries, but we may be about 70, 80% of uh, what the market gives for a similar profile in the outside world. But what Akshay Patra gives is purpose in life. You have a larger picture and a great sense of fulfillment. Yeah. A great sense of fulfillment. So I feel Akshay Patra is a platform uh, since a lot of youngsters will be listening to this, Akshay Patra is a platform where uh, you can contribute to transforming this great nation, uh, transforming the lives of children, uh, and while growing professionally and personally in your life. Great. Also, you have mentioned it uh, you know, earlier in one of the conversations that Akshay Patra has head for, for profit and heart for non-profit. Please elaborate. This, uh, I have been mentioning this for quite some time, uh, Vijay. Uh, if someone were to ask me, can you describe Akshay Patra? I would say Akshay Patra is a person whose mind or head is of a for-profit and heart of a not-for-profit. Why I'm mentioning this is, you know, we have 57 locations, 20,000 schools, 1.8 million children pre-COVID time they're covering. If I save one paisa on the cost of meal, it is meal for 4,000 children for one whole year without raising funds. So operational efficiency and effectiveness play a very important role. That comes a lot from the for-profit sector, uh, corporate, okay, which are 
profit oriented, which are efficiency oriented. So what we have done in Akshay Patra is the DNA of Akshay Patra is we follow a lot of corporate practices, philosophy systems, and have maintained the passion and uh, the devotion of uh, and, a compa- and the compassion of a not for profit. So I feel that's a deadly combination, if you ask me, for, for an organization like ours. Missionary spirit, which comes from a not for profit, and professionalism, which comes from a for profit. So Akshay Patra, if you ask me, is a confluence of missionary spirit and professionalism. So I would say that is one of the reasons uh, why uh, we are what we are today. I think that's a really a powerful you know, lesson there for a lot of people who are listening. And I, I see two things there, right? So one first part that we discussed in the last um, question is also for a lot of people thinking that, hey, you know, when, when it comes to working for nonprofit, that's not necessarily always you are volunteering, where you are always not getting paid and you're just working for it, you get paid, your basic, uh, you know, needs are taken care of and still you can serve people, you can still go to bed every single evening feeling that the sense of fulfillment, I think, which is such a powerful thing that you have said. And if you really think about it, what we are looking at the end of the day is uh, is that, right, which is the sense of fulfillment and a bit of that happiness, uh, you know, um, and, and that, that smile in our heart saying that, you know, we were able to make the difference in someone else's life. Uh, and it's, um, and when I've had, I have had conversations with several people in this show, and one thing that really stood out, the core of what everyone is trying to do, and the people who have had all the things that they wanted in their life, then what they're looking for is that, which is the sense of fulfillment, the sense of meaning in their life. And, uh, and here you are getting to do that from day one, if somebody just starts, let's say, you know, the career with something like Akshapatra, or may- maybe, you know, there are several other nonprofit organizations or organizations that have these noble causes? You know, Vijay, as a young boy, I learned one more thing, which had a tremendous influence on my life. I, I learned from, like who told this, Sadhu Vaswan. He said uh, that, you know, happiness moves in circles. Then I make you happy. You make someone else happy. That person makes someone else happy. You get into the circle of happiness. And that is what each one of us is looking for. Hmm. Um, so, Sridhar, now I want to, uh, you know, switch a bit of a gaze and talk about Sridhar as a leader. So, as, as a leader, when you were kind of getting in Akshapatra or over the period of time, I'm sure you have evolved a lot as a leader. But, you know, have you ever seen a leader or maybe something you saw as a, a leader say or do that became a powerful lesson for you and something that made you say that, wow, I think that was really a powerful thing that a leader can do, I think I should do this too. Is there anything like that from, you know, some of the people that you looked up to as a young, um, you know, uh, person who is trying to kind of manage the team? Um, so if there are some lessons like that, uh, you know, that would be interesting to know. Yeah, Leaders who have really had a great influence in my life, uh, Vijay, one was Netaji Chandra Bose. Again, courage, you know, fighting spirit. So that's Subhash Chandra Bose, I respect a lot. Then from a corporate side, if you look at uh, J.R.D. Tata for the vision, Mr. Ratan Tata. And from Mr. Naranamurti, I learned one uh, very important, very powerful thing. If you look at the punchline or the key tagline of Infosys, it says, ideas create and values protect. I look up to Mr. Naranamurti. Then uh, I also learned a very important lesson from uh, Mr. Azim Premji. As a, during the growing up as an engineering, 
had read an interview about him where he said uh, take time to identify your values but once you have identified them stick to them so these uh, leaders have had great influence in my life and above all these people uh, my spiritual master had a great influence on in my life swami shrila prabhupa who uh, is my spiritual master who is also the founder acharya of the international shiksha consciousness from him uh, i have my list of learning is endless and i continue to learn and i have tried to blend learnings from the corporate leaders the learnings from a spiritual master like shila prabhupa and trying to blend these two in service of children in akshay patel so uh, so because i believe strongly vijay that is very important to have spiritual quotient when when you talk of leadership i would like to dive uh, double click on that one uh, which is how uh, spirituality has helped you as a leader and and the reason i want to jump deep into this is because um there are so many you know i'm i'm sure there are so many people who are here who are aspiring to be leader or somebody who might already be leader uh leaders in their organization or the thing that they are doing currently right so what role and this is this is one of my you know favorite questions lately because i'm trying to understand a lot about spirituality myself and this is this is why like you know uh, oftentimes the podcast is uh, is a, is a place for me to kind of uh, scratch my own itch and try and find the answers for myself and uh, and you know my listeners kind of find value in uh, the the conversations and maybe they also have the similar kind of questions so what role spirituality has played in your leadership or or, or let me put it that way how spirituality has kind of influenced your leadership style so you know uh, spirituality has immensely positively impacted in leadership style i give you one uh, analogy for you to uh, appreciate what i'm trying to say and how it is and you see suppose i have to cross a wall the length of the ladder to cross the wall or the distance between the two steps they all form part of the intelligence quotient right if i have to build a ladder to cross a wall my intelligence quotient will tell me what should be the length of the ladder what should be the distance between the two steps my emotional quotient will help me if, if i were to say i will cross this wall that is my emotional quotient then there is a third one which is often forgotten there is one more quotient often forgotten which is a spiritual quotient the spiritual quotient will tell me whether should i cross this wall or not is this a wall to be crossed so spirituality has really helped me in taking decisions which which will by and large help the organization by by and large help the people who work for so sometimes you do go wrong because you're a human being right we are bound to errors but definitely this is like a torch bearer or a torch light which clears the path ahead you know something which i learned from swami shila prabhupada instantly this is 125th birth anniversary i learned so one of his uh, teachings which has really really helped me he said in spiritual life the following things are very very important he said enthusiasm second is conviction third is being straightforward not doing anything underhand fourth is following rules and regulations and fifth is he said being association of saintly people being association of good people basically association matters a lot the kind of advice you will get so and the sixth thing he mentioned was patience so i read this quote every day uh, 
Vijay. Every morning when I come to my office, I read this quote. And this has become an integral, not that I follow this to the T, but I make sure that I don't forget them and try to imbibe them as much as possible. Because I feel the whole leadership gets summarized in this. And uh, basically, uh, you, you get a direction. So this is a, as far as things that have inspired me. But from a leadership, uh, if you look from a different perspective, things like mutual respect, seeing seeing from other person's perspective, empathizing, uh, is I, I felt is very, very important for a leader. You know, it is another thing which I learned, Vijay, was it is okay sometimes you're compromising on efficiency or effectiveness or things beyond your control, but do not compromise on your values. Mm. If you compromise on your value system, the knowledge which I want to give is you may build a 100-story building. After you build a 100-story, if you start thinking the foundation is a weak one, then you see the kind of risk you are putting the whole building, the whole organization into. That's a really interesting perspective. And, uh, you know, a couple of weeks back, rather a couple of months back, I was having conversation with uh, a billionaire and I asked him the similar question, what role has, uh, you know, spirituality uh, played in your business? And uh, he quoted Sri Sri Ravi Shankar and he said, um, he told me that, you know, so if you have a piece of a cloth, right? So material world does the job of cutting, which is the job that a Caesar does. And the spiritual world or spirituality does the job of stitching so that, you know, uh, so that you need both uh, to to create a cloth. In the same way for you to, you know, have a balanced life, you need both in the life. And that was, that was a really interesting perspective. Absolutely. Uh, you know. I completely agree with what the uh, billionaire uh, told you, actually. You know, another thing, Vijay, uh, uh, again, from a learning perspective, since you're mentioning about spirituality, Spirituality also taught me inclusiveness. For a leader, inclusiveness is very important. Spirituality teaches that each one of us is a child of God. Whether you are mm. from India, whether you are from Pakistan, whether you are from Afghanistan, there is nothing called Hindu blood, Muslim blood, Christian blood. Blood is blood. There is no Hindu oxygen, Muslim oxygen, Christian oxygen. Uh, so spirituality teaches inclusiveness. Spirituality, since it touches the soul, which doesn't know any caste, creed, and religion, right? So that this, this had a phenomenal impact on my life. Another one which I learned from Swamishra Prabhupada was, uh, uh, you know, every element which uh, you see in this world, for example, if I ask you to close your eyes and I tell you, I'll give you a rasgulla, and you tell me how the taste is, and suppose it tastes bitter, you know, it's a shade of, it's not rasgulla. Or you're thirsty, you ask me for a glass of water, I give you a glass of water. It doesn't quench your thirst. It is not water or something else. Or uh, you feel like having uh, chili and uh, I give you chili and it tastes sweet. It is not chili, something wrong. So each of these items I told you have a property. Water is for quenching thirst. It's a known property. Mm. Sugar is for giving sweetness. Chili is for giving the hot, pungent, spicy kind of a property. Similarly, soul has a property. The property of the soul is it wants to be eternally happy. Mm -hmm. Second is, you know, it wants to serve. One may say that uh, I am the master of what I survey, so I don't serve anybody. Actually, you are serving your senses, right? Mm -hmm. 
you know, uh, since you mentioned about stories, I heard one story from Swami Shri Prabhupada where one journalist went to uh, meet the Prime Minister of England and the uh, uh, office, officer there told the Prime Minister is busy now. He will not, he will meet you a little later. So this guy waited for half an hour and then he heard noises. So he peeped in from the keyhole to see what's happening on the other side of the room. So the grandson of the Prime Minister was sitting at the back of the Prime Minister and Prime Minister was doing Ghodagadi actually. So what I'm trying to say, you may be Prime Minister of England, but you are serving your grandson. You may be mm. President of this nation, you have to serve the country. A man serves the lady, lady serves the man, we serve our parents, parents serve us. So service is something which is intrinsic to the soul. And service makes one happy. Of course, it depends on whom you are serving. Uh, and uh, in a place like Japan, where this also helped from Prabhupada, in a place like Japan where, you know, suppose you are not married, you're a spinster or you're a bachelor, you'll keep a dog. The dog will poop and you'll clean shit. You're serving the dog. You may be a CEO of a large company and a single person. Right? So service is very, very integral to the soul. Mm. And each wow. soul actually uh, is looking for service. But I met a Harvard professor a few years back. He did, he did a research and he's, he was telling me that so there's a correlation between giving and happiness. When you give, there's mm. service. And happiness are correlated. So these are some of the things which I learned uh, from spirituality, which I try to apply uh, in my day-to-day uh, -day professional life. And it's been immensely helpful. Immensely helpful. And things like, you know, you are, you are born with an amount of happiness, you're born with an amount of distress. You can't change it. You can vary it. It is like, suppose I carry mm -hmm. a bag which is heavy on my right shoulder, okay? After some time, it pains, so I take it off and keep it here. I'm shifting the pain from here to here. Okay, after some time, this will start paining. So that amount of happiness and distress is fixed. We can't change it. What we can change is the way we deal with others, the way we serve, the way we do God's work. These are some of the things that really, really help. And while doing all this, be honest, be straightforward, be respectful to others. And be creative and be innovative because you need, you need creativity in life and have fun in life. So these are very important and these, these are things that really help me in Akshayapha. Wow, that's really, uh, you know, uh, well put. And I had uh, this person named Mike King on the podcast and, uh, you know, he, he runs something called his Happiness uh, Institute um, in uh, Denmark, if I'm uh, not mistaken. And, you know, I asked him a similar question, like, hey, what are the things that really, you know, makes people happy? What is it that people are really looking at? And he has extensively studied, uh, you know, the, the uh, villages uh, in Japan where people constantly live, uh, you know, uh, beyond 100 years. And uh, they figured out one thing was obviously the community aspect of it, where you belong somewhere. And which also, uh, you know, is, is the fact that when you belong somewhere, that means you are contributing. That's why you are part of it. Right. So uh, and it turns out that, uh, you know, the people who has a purpose and who are serving others are more happier than the people who 
are just maybe you know successful all alone in the journey and may have the titles and recognition and all the materialistic thing um so i think you know it's it's finding that balance so i have uh, by the way had a chance to um check the harvard case study done on akshapatra incredible work there and you know uh, the report kind of also mentioned on how uh below optimal nutrition rate at some of the places where you know oxypatra is kind of providing meals to these kids has gone down from 60% to 0% and uh, you know the cases of anemia going down and so on and so forth right so the impact is massive so give us the sense uh for our listeners uh how massive this organization is what's the scale that you uh you know you guys are operating right now and you know what goes behind the scene to put this uh you know um, all of this together so vijay um Akshay Patra started very small. Our vision is no child in India. We were deprived of education because of hunger. We started very small in the year uh, 2000 with just five schools and 1500 children. In the last 20 years, uh, Akshay Patra pre-COVID time, we are serving 1.8 million children every day in about 20,000 schools across the country, 12 states and two union territories. Wow! Uh, when COVID struck and schools came to screeching halt. uh we quickly repurpose our strategy from food for education to food for relief and uh, we have served about 170 million servings since the time covid struck half of it was in the form of cooked meal half of it in the form of dry ration boxes so what goes behind if you ask me what is the strength of akshay patra and let me also if you want to know the extent of operation on a typical day pre covid time we will be handling about 400 tons of food raw material every day and uh, typically a kitchen of 100000 capacity will be dealing with about 7 tons of grains 5 tons of vegetables 5 tons of uh, pulses and 2 tons of dairy every day so and there are 2000 vehicles which fly across the country and uh, it's, it's i i would say it's an experiment on uh, innovation logistics so basically akshay patel is a classic case study for social innovation and public private partnership we are mm. what we are because of the support which we got from the government of india various state governments now all i think we have a fantastic team vijay you ask me what what is behind all this so 6000 of us every morning getting up uh, and uh, trying to ensure how do we ensure a hot nutritious safe meal to the children to the beneficiaries so people i think are at the core of akshaypatra Many times people ask me, "Who's your most important stakeholder?" And they expect me to tell that the most important stakeholder is the child. Mm-hmm. So I tell them, my most important stakeholder is the employee. Yeah. The person who's working in the kitchen, the person who's manning the kitchen, the supervisor, the manager of of the kitchen, because it's tough, you know. You know, if you have ten people at home to feed them uh, a meal. day after day after day for all the schooling days is not uh, uh, an ordinary task so i think it's a great combination of professionals who do fundraising operations projects quality and they work uh, as if it is their baby and 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 try to nurture akshay patra and strengthen it so when i whenever during pre covid time i visited the kitchens i asked people uh, the teammates who work in the kitchens what has made you work for last 15 years akshay patra जैसे सर यहाँ पे हमको कर्म और धर्म दोनों करने को मिलता है ब्यूटीफुल सो दैट्स अक्षय पाठ नॉट फर गेट दैट देर आर टू हंड्रेड 
for services, nation services, children, they also form a big, strong pillar of uh, Akshay Patra. So missionaries at one side, professionals at the other side, uh, they all have come together. That's the confluence which has made Akshay Patra what it is today. So that is one aspect of it. Second is focus. We have stayed focused on one thing, that is providing a hot, nutritious, safe meal. Hmm. And third is uh, creativity, innovation. And fourth one is good governance. Akshay Patra has got gold sheet for excellence in financial reporting for seven years in a row. Only not for profit in India to be in the Hall of Fame of Institute of Chartered Accounts of India. So uh, it has been a great journey, very, very fulfilling for me. I learned, uh, I continue to learn on spirituality because I interact closely with monks, missionary leaders. And I have a phenomenal team, young, vibrant team, you know, who is ready to go that extra mile to fight out. And they have declared a war on hunger. Mm. So our team, I think, may, it's, it's magical. Whether it's a team of missionaries, a team of professionals, they do the, they do the wonders and I get the credit. <laughs> I take the credit. Because they, may, they make it happen. And I get an opportunity to speak in forums like, what I'm doing now. Sridhar, the reason that I asked you what was your dream early on in this conversation is because what, you know, one of the programs that you also do at Aksyapatra is giving every dream a chance. And what essentially you are doing is giving every dream a chance. Uh, please explain to my listeners, what do you mean by giving every dream a chance? What that means so, Vijay, the way I had a dream as a young boy to join the armed forces, right? I joined but could not uh, take it forward. I, I got an officer but could not take it forward for, as I told you, my mother was not. She said, you are a bachar term, so don't leave me and go. So, coming back to giving every dream a chance, I, I believe that every individual, every human being has a dream. Every child has a dream. Whether child is born to a rich uh, parent or to a poor uh, parent, every child has a dream. So these are children whom we serve in Akshay Patra. They come from the bottom of the pyramid. They have dreams. So Akshay Patra, in its humble attempt, though our main focus is on feeding a hot and safe meal, we want to create a platform where a child's dream can be given wings. So I'll give you one example so you can make out. Look at the dreams of many children. We shortlisted some children and connected them to mentors. We found one boy, an eighth grader, two years back. He had a dream to become a chef. And parents were earning a few thousand rupees. They were laborers. And then my team visited his home. It was raining. And there were small vessels in the whole room. It was a one-room house because rain was dripping from the roof. But this boy had a very unique trait, uh, What he will do, at the time his mother, I think... Uh, Father was not well or was not earning or he didn't have father. I don't remember now. Mother was earning about 3,000, 4,000 rupees per month. What this boy will do, he'll go to a nearby government school and come back from the school, cut a newspaper and make a chef's hat and wear it on his head and rip up a meal with whatever was there at home. So my team spotted this boy, government school child, who's our beneficiary, and uh, he connected him to one of the best chefs of India in Taj, Bangalore, okay? And this chef taught this boy for 45 days 
on hygienically handling food to how to cook a very tasty meal. And in the 45 days, the boy learned a lot of things. Because he had the passion. He had the dream to do, right? Fire in the belly, which generally a common school child has. Okay? Many, of the, many of the international school children or well-to-do children may not have, but these government school children have a fire in the belly. And this boy had that, and uh, this chef spotted that, and he taught him. And he created a wow moment for this child. In Taj, the chef, in fact, took the initiative and called food critics mm. for a lunch. And this boy's mother was also called for the lunch, along with the food critics. And this boy cooked the meal, and food critics were not told that this boy has cooked the meal. Oh, wow. And they were licking their fingers after the meal. And uh, this boy, then the chef brought the boy from the kitchen and took out his chef's hat and placed it on the boy. And he said, he has cooked the meal. So mother had tears in her eyes. Vice President of Taj came to know about this. And he sponsored this boy's hotel management education. He promised him that after your schooling, we will put you in the Taj, Taj School of Hotel Management. And Taj also promised him to give him a job after he finishes Taj School of Hotel Management. So I, this is what I call giving every dream a chance. Like this, there are millions of children. Our is a humble mm. life and we have done for a few hundred children. But uh, every child has a dream and every child needs to be given a chance. That is what is giving every dream a chance. That is such a powerful story, Sridhar. Thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, thank you so much for all the amazing work that you uh, and your you know, team at uh, Akshipatra is doing. Um, so I have one last question that I want to ask you. Before I ask you that question, if people would like to get involved in this cause, if they want to know more about Akshipatra and, uh, you know, uh, and maybe want to make contributions um, in, you know, maybe by contributing their time or resource or uh, whatever way, if they want to be part of, uh, this cause, how can they get in touch? So my request to all the listeners is all, all of us have one quality of communication, right? We communicate in our own way. So my request is in a year, if you can talk to just 100 people about Akshay Patra, ask them to visit www.akshayapatra.org. I think it's a great contribution. That's number one. Second is, uh, if you go to our website, uh, you will see a list of volunteering opportunities. You can give your time. You can solve a problem for us. Uh, you can participate in kitchen operations. And you can participate in the logistics operations as volunteer. Basically, take up a problem and solve with your friends for Akshay Patra. You can be a fundraiser. You can be a virtual fundraiser for us. Uh, and uh, I can assure you that what you do will bring you a lot of satisfaction. Because when you transform life of a child, Especially a girl child, I'm underlining this. It is said that when, when, when you educate a boy, you educate a family or you transform a family. When you educate a girl, you transform a generation or generations to come. So it's a great opportunity. Please participate in this mission and let us together make Akshay Patra a movement and let's win the war on hunger. Absolutely. I link all of those links uh, Sridhar mentioned on the description of this episode. So here's the last question for you, Sridhar. Imagine you are standing on a stage and this is the largest stadium that has ever been built in the history of the world. And there are millions of people who are on that stadium, eagerly, passionately waiting to listen to what you have to share. And you have been given only one minute of the time to share 
the most important lesson that you have learned in your life? What would be your message? The most important lesson which I have learned in my life, which I want to share with uh, everyone, is please ask yourself why you are doing what you are doing. Number one. Number two, please try to align your life with the instructions that the Creator has given, which God has given. That is the secret of happiness, which each one of us is looking for. And lastly, respect everyone, irrespective of whatever they are, whatever their social status is. Respect everyone, because respect is core to uh, in achieving what you want to do in creating a happy society. Thank you, Sridhar. Thank you so much for being on the show. It was such a pleasure uh, having this conversation with you. Thank you, Bijan. Such a pleasure talking to you. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Inspiring Talk podcast. You can find the show notes of this episode at theinspiringtalk.com forward slash 120-120. I would really appreciate if you could take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your Instagram story with your biggest learning. And when you do that, don't forget to tag me at the rate Bizay Speaks. And also, we now have a separate Instagram page for the show at the rate Inspiring Talk. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you in the next. Now, go out there and do something inspiring.